Welcome, wrestling fans from around the world to In the Ring with Brandy. I'm your host, Brandy, and on the show, we talk about all things wrestling from AEW to Impact, Ring of Honor, WWE's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. On tonight's show, we're going to be covering AEW Dynamite and Impact for 98, 99, 915, and 916. So let's jump into the action with AEW for 98 and 915, shall we? Let's go. So 915's AEW Dynamite opens with CM Punk on commentary. We all knew what happened in All Out. CM Punk winning, you know, he's winning his match against Darby Allin. So it's kind of nice to see CM Punk come out and do commentary. Kind of gives him a feel for who his next opponent might be. Kind of gives him an idea of getting to watch some of these other, you know, competitors and seeing, you know, gives him a good feel of AEW as a whole. I kind of like seeing, you know, a fresh face in commentary. It's kind of nice to see that. And Punk, absolutely incredible in commentary. So our first one we get is Adam Cole versus Frankie Kazaria. This is an incredible match. Absolutely incredible. I've been waiting to see Adam Cole debut on AEW. Absolutely incredible. Especially after what he did at All Out. You know, kind of looking forward to seeing what he's going to do. Absolutely incredible. It's an amazing match between him and Frankie Kazarian. Ah, the AEW Ninja. Absolutely incredible to watch. Amazing match between these two. Of course, Adam Cole does win that match. After the match, Adam Cole challenges Christian. Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy to face him and the Bucks at Rampage Grand Slam in a six-man tag team match. This is going to be interesting. This is going to be absolutely incredible. I cannot wait to see if Christian Cage and them will respond to this because this is going to be amazing. This is going to be a really good match for Grand Slam Rampage. It's going to be amazing to see. I'm excited to see what this is going to happen. I mean, Christian and all of them, they're great in-ring competitors. And this will be a good, good match between all of them. Looking forward to seeing if they respond and how they're going to respond. So then, let's rewind back to AEW for 9-8. AEW starts with, of course, Malachi Black. And it's Malachi Black versus Dustin Rhodes. We know that Malachi Black has been going after the Nightmare Family since he started with Cody. And he's been taking out anybody that's in the Nightmare Family. Malachi Black right now is on fire in AEW. He's absolutely incredible in AEW. I love watching him. I look forward to seeing what he's going to do next. His entrances are incredible. If you have not seen Malachi Black yet, you need to go on your social media and check him out. He will absolutely impress you. He's absolutely fantastic and I love it. Of course, this is an incredible match between him and Dustin. It's a great match. I love it. I absolutely highly recommend you go check it out on social media. It is amazing and it is epic. Of course, it does end with Malachi Black defeating Dustin Rhodes. Interesting to see what's going to happen next. Interested to see who's going to challenge from the Nightmare Family next. We all know that at Grand Slam on AEW next week, it is going to be Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes. We know that's coming. So it's going to be interesting. Can Cody get one up on Malachi Black? Can Malachi go from being undefeated to defeated by Cody Rhodes? Where's this rivalry going to go? It's going to be interesting to see what happens on Grand Slam, and it's one I highly recommend you guys go check out because I promise you, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be fantastic. So CM Punk, he comes out to the ring and he has a mic. First, he thanks Darby Allen singing the AEW fans for what they did for him at All Out. He really gives credit where credit's due to Darby Allen. It was an incredible match between him and Darby Allen. Go watch it if you don't believe me. It's amazing. It is. Then he addresses the Moxley match. He addresses the Moxley match. He basically, you know, also addresses the new additions to AEW, you know, and starts talking about, you know, how, you know, they are and everything that goes on, you know, and, you know, how he's looking forward to seeing what these new, you know, new fresh faces in AEW will do. You know, he he's interested, and so am I, to see, well, you know, these new people that have joined, you know, Brian Danielson, Ruby Soho, and Adam Cole going to be interesting, and, of course, Minoru Suzuki, going to be interesting to see how they do. It's going to be really interesting. I'm excited to see what happens. But then Taz comes out and he has a mic. And Punk asks him, are you serious? Are you interrupting me? We all know how Punk feels about getting interrupted. He's never liked it in his entire career. 
Never. Haman interrupted him. Doesn't like it. He does not like being interrupted. And Taz interrupted him. That was absolutely and utterly a big no-no. Big no-no. For those of you who don't know how Punk feels about interruptions, go look it up on social media. He does not like it. And he makes sure he does. Seriously, are you interrupting me? He's not happy about it at all. He says, I'll let you, I'll let you speak. But don't interrupt me again. He pretty much makes it clear. Do not come in here and interrupt me again. I'm not going to put up with this. This is the, I didn't put up with it in WWE. I ain't going to put up with it here. You might as well just be quiet. Let me say my piece and then you can speak. Go for it. Ah, whatever. I don't care. And he tells him, look. Don't mention Team Taz ever. Ever. Don't ever mention, don't ever say their name. What he's referencing to is apparently a Twitter Posts by CM Punk talking about Team Taz. This is a Twitter incident. And apparently Taz did not like him speaking of Team Taz the way he did on Twitter. It's Twitter. They're entitled to say what they want on their Twitter page. It's their page. Why? I, I, I don't get it. But apparently it hit Taz the wrong way and he's not happy about it. And he says, <clears throat> he goes, look. Basically, he says, look. Tell Starks. You send Starks to me. Go ahead. Pump the send Starks to me. Bring Starks out. Bring Hook. Bring Hobbs. And see if they survive me. Drops the mic. Hell of a way to bring CM Punk new competition. Heck of a way to do it. I absolutely love it. Way to go, TK, on that one. Gotta give you props for that one as due because it really shows... What Punk is capable of gives everybody who's not seen CM Punk a taste of what Punk, Punk can do. Also, we all know what Starks, Hobbs, and Hook, and Taz are capable of. But also, Hook, Starks, and Hobbs, and Taz need to be looking over their shoulder. Because they've got somebody that I guarantee you would uh, would team up with Punk to take them out. And I'm talking about the machine brain cage. He's out there somewhere. They're not they're so focused on Punk right now, they're not paying attention to what's behind them. We all know what happens when you don't pay attention to what's behind you. It can get really ugly really quick. And the machine is out there somewhere. And I promise you, he's going to pop up when he's ready. And it's not going to be pretty what happens to Sir, to Starks and the rest of the team. It's just not going to be pretty what happens. And if he teams up with Punk, it's going to be amazing to see what happens. So let's fast forward back to 9.15. Fuego challenges Miro this Friday on Rampage for the TNT title. And he puts his car on the line. We all know the last time Fuego Del Sol challenged Miro. We saw that was a brutal match. That was an absolutely nasty match. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, I'm going to go ahead and give you the little spoiler on Rampage. It isn't any better than what it was last time. It is absolutely brutal. He defeats Fuego Del Sol again in a brutal fashion. And he don't care about Fuego's car. He puts Fuego's keys in Fuego's mouth and puts him back in a submission on Rampage that is absolutely brutal. Well, guess what? Sammy Guevara isn't putting up with it. And Sammy comes out, takes out Miro, and makes it perfectly clear, crystal clear on Rampage, that he wants to be the next challenger for Miro's TNT title. I told you I could look forward to Inner Circle being involved in this. I thought it would be incredible to see Inner Circle in this. So it's going to be interesting to see if Miro accepts the challenge and if Sammy Cavaro is the man that takes that title off Miro. Of course, guys, remember, this happened on Rampage. I kind of every now and then like to give you all a little bit of insight, especially if it involves Dynamite, what happens on Rampage, because I really don't cover Rampage much. Next week, I will be, because it's, for those of you who don't know, next week is Grand Slam. It's going to be four hours. Two hours on Dynamite, two hours on Rampage. So I'm going to make sure to cover Rampage for you guys so you guys know what happened on Rampage because Grand Slam's like a mini pay-per-view and I want you guys to kind of get a feel of what happened. But normally I don't cover Rampage unless it has something that involves 
that happens in dynamite. And then I cover it so you guys know what's going on so you're not scratching your head later, right or wrong going, wait a minute, why was he involved? Where did the, when did this happen? So keep in mind, guys, I will cover Rampage if it's a match involving dynamite that will play out later in dynamite. And next week, like I said, I will be covering Rampage because it is the two, the night two of Grand Slam. So I want to make sure you guys know what happened on Grand Slam night two. Remember, four hours. Two hours of Dynamite, two hours of Rampage. Don't miss out. Well, here comes MJF with Wardlow. And he's not happy about Jersey. He doesn't want to be in Jersey. Now, for those of you who don't know, he had a Twitter post that he posted about being in Jersey. And a couple of WWE superstars decided to chime in. One of them being Liv Morgan. And her telling him that Jersey's a nice place, sir. <laughs> I love this interaction. Even though WWE and AEW really don't have a, per se, contract deal between each other. That they don't cross over into the forbidden door. I kind of like the Twitter reactions between the two. I think it's cute. I think it's cool. I like it. There's potential. If AEW and WWE work together, there's a lot of potential there. But Vince McMahon doesn't want to work with Tony Khan. And I and Nick Khan, Tony Khan definitely don't want to work with the Khan man, Nick Khan. So I kind of get where this is coming from. But I kind of like that interaction. It's kind of cute. I like that Liv Morgan and a couple of WWE superstars kind of chimed in on MJF's Twitter post. I thought that was kind of cute. But... Now he starts on Brian Pillman Jr. We all know what happened, and I'll explain it a little bit, what happened last week with Brian Pillman Jr. because they were in Brian Pillman Jr.'s hometown. So I kind of, you know, kind of going to give you a little brief of what happened there later on, but I'm giving you a brief of what happened now. And he's going on about Brian Pillman Jr.'s dad, who passed away not, passed away not too long ago. We all know it. And he, you know, he's trying to talk to Brian Pillman Jr.'s dad and talk to him about how his kid needs to stay out of his business and blah, blah, blah. And at Grand Slam, he's going to beat him and da, 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 da. Well, Brian, Brian Pillman Jr.'s music kicks. Well, he sends Woodbow up to the top. MJ does. Stop Brian Pillman Jr. at the pass. Make sure that he doesn't come up, come into the ring and get it. While Woodbow's up there thinking that Brian Pillman Jr. is going to come out to the entrance ramp. MJ doesn't see Brian Pillman Jr. behind him with a chair. And Brian Pillman Jr. is standing behind him and goes to swing for the fences and misses. He actually does hit MJF later. Wardlow gets down there, tries to stop him. It's a, we all know what's going to happen. At Grand Slam It's going to be MJF versus Brian Pillman Jr. We know this is going to happen. I love this story build-up. I like that they're doing this story build-up. And I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen. between Because it gives Brian Pillman Jr. a chance to shine. To show what he can do. Showcase what he's capable of. Away from Griff Garrison from the Varsity Blondes. And I like that. I actually like that they're, you know, TK's giving him that little push. And that MJ's kind of giving him that little push. I like that. I like that, that kind of, you know, way that they do things. I like it. So then... We get Dante Martin and Matt Seidel versus FTR. Of course, Tully is there with him. Dante Martin, guys, if you've not seen Don Dante Martin, he's absolutely incredible. He is absolutely fantastic. Matt Seidel, another incredible competitor. Some of you may know Matt Seidel from Ring of Honor. Some of you might know him from ROH. You should go check him out on AEW because he's absolutely incredible. His brother, Mike Seidel, is in there too. Another incredible competitor. It's absolutely amazing. These two together, amazing. Not to take anything away from FTR because FTR is good too. They are, you know, great heels. They're great. You know, we know Tully cheats. We know that happens. It's an incredible match between these two. It's absolutely incredible match between these two teams. Dante Martin really brings brings down the house. It's incredible. It's a great match, but of course it does end with FTR winning that match, courtesy of Tully. Who didn't see that coming? So now, let's go back to 9-8 of AEW Dynamite. Hobbs and Hook versus, Do Hobbs with Hook versus Dante Martin. Told you guys, Dante Martin's incredible. This boy is literally on fire. He went from AEW Dark to AEW Dynamite. When he took on Kenny Omega back not too long ago, this boy really shows some promise. He's from Top Flight. He's absolutely incredible. He's one I highly recommend you guys go look up on social media. Check out some of his matches. He's incredible. He's an incredible high flyer. I love him. Absolutely love him. Great in-ring competitor. And he really does... 
pull a number on Hobbs. Hobbs, of course, does win that match, but not not, not to take anything away from Dante Martin because he really is. He's an incredible in-ring competitor, and I absolutely love him, and I highly recommend you guys go check him out. Ruby is talking about Britt Baker, and uh, we all know Ruby Riot is going to be is the number one contender for Britt Baker's title, and she's going to face Britt Baker at Grand Slam for that title. She won the bat Casino Battle Royale match to get this opportunity. She was the Joker. She, you know, she's talking about her, you know, her different nicknames and stuff, and then Britt pops up and disrespects Ruby by saying she should go back to catering where she has been for the last four years. Oh! Really? You're going to disrespect Ruby that way? Really? This fight between Ruby and Britt is going to get nasty. It's going to get ugly. I promise you guys it is not going to be pretty. Not by any means whatsoever is it going to be pretty. It is going to be nasty. Grand Slam is going to be one I highly recommend you guys watch. And this match is one I'm definitely going to say you need to watch. Kind of hoping, making a prediction here, it could be, you know, I could be wrong, but I'm saying it's a prediction and it could be a spoiler. I think Ruby Soho's got her. I think Ruby's going to win the title. I really think she's got her. I think Britt Baker's read off more than she can chew and she's, underestimating Ruby and that it's the wrong thing to do is underestimate Ruby Soho. Wrong thing to do. Ask Sarah Logan. Ask Liv Morgan. You never, I mean, they're her best friends. You do not underestimate her. You just don't do it. That's not, that's not what you do. You just don't do it. Well, you again, American Top Flight back again from UFC and these guys just won't shut up. They keep running their mouths. Like American Top Flight is really, Dan is getting on my nerves, and I'm waiting for someone to finally shut him up. He, I mean, he's praising Scorpio Sky and all ego Ethan Page like they're some kind of great wrestlers. These guys, Scorpio Sky is great. He really is. Ethan Page, he hasn't shown me enough to impress me yet. He couldn't even beat Darby Allen. Come on, dude. If you can't beat Darby Allen, there's something wrong. There's something seriously wrong. I mean, CM Punk beat Darby Allen. Come on, dude. You ain't impressed me yet. You have not impressed me yet. And you can only win if Scorpio Sky helps you cheat. So to me, I like this thing with UFC. I like that American Top Flight, MMA, and UFC are kind of involved in this whole Forbidden Door thing with Tony Khan. I like it. But then it's really getting on my nerves, and I'm waiting for someone to finally come in and shut him up. Because he's ran his mouth one too many times, and I'm done with it. I'm absolutely done with it. <clears throat> I'm waiting. Let's hope to try to shut him up. And Lance Archer got his butt whooped by Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Lance got his revenge. I'm expecting Lance at some point to get his revenge on the entire team. But I'm just waiting for someone to shut him up because he's really getting on my nerves. He really is. And you guys need to go. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go on your social media and type in American Top, Fly, American Top Team on AEW. And you'll know what I'm talking about. You'll see his promos. They're really annoying. They really are. They're very annoying. Well, MJ comes out again with Wardlow, and he's claiming that he beat Jericho. I told you guys he was going to do this, didn't I? I told you he was going to say that Aubrey Edwards cheated. I told you he was going to say that Tony Khan was playing favorites. Bryce Rimsburg was playing favorites. I told you he was going to do this, didn't I? He claims that there was this uh, bias in the back. That, you know, everyone in the back wants to be him. Making fun of, you know, everybody. I mean, everybody in the back. Brian Pillman Jr. is in his hometown. And his sister and his mother, you know, his mother are all out there together. His entire family's there. So this is his hometown. We expected this to happen. MJF starts dissing her. And I mean, really going at Brian Pillman Jr.'s sister. Really bad. I mean, really, really, really bad. I mean, this is this is typical MJF. This is what we expect from MJ. And she ain't taking nothing off of him. She's going right back at him. I mean, right. That, this is this is the Pillman family. This is how they roll. They don't take nothing off nobody. They're going to take anything off you. And they're going to go right back at you. And she's going right back. Come on. Come on, big boy. Come on through here. Let, you know, come step over this, over this barricade. I'll show you what I can do. MJ, total blatant disrespect. But that's MJ. That's who MJ is. Well, Brian Pillman Jr. is not hiding it. And he comes out and gets right in. MJF's, MJF's face and tells him, you know, you're in my hometown. Welcome to the jungle, baby. And literally, 
he grabs a hold of him and starts fighting him. MJ disrespects Woodlow, which is a shocker. I'm waiting for Woodlow to finally get tired of MJF and turn on him. I'm just waiting for it. It's coming. We all know it's coming. MJ's not treating you know, Woodlow with the respect that Woodlow deserves. And, you know, Woodlow tries to stop him. Griff Garrison comes out to try to help him. Griff gets knocked out. MJF and then walk off. This is what I was talking about earlier. When MJ come out and on, you know, last, this past week on AEW Dynamite and this Brian Pillman Jr. This is what I was talking about. This is what I was trying to tell you guys was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. It was inevitable. Because they're trying to set up Grand Slam. MJF, this is how he is. If you guys don't know MJF, then I'm sorry. But this is how he is. This is how he's always been. He has never changed anything about himself. Ever. Ever, 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 ever has he ever changed himself. He's always been this smart aleck little, you know, kid who seems to think that he's better than everybody else and you know it. That's just MJ. So, it's going to be interesting to see what happens between him and Brian Pillman Jr. It really is. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what happens between these two because I know it's going to be a, it's going to be an amazing match. It really will be. It's going to be an amazing match. So, like I told you guys, we knew that the Moxley fight, the minute Suzuki came out, was going to get ugly. <laughs> Excuse me. Any fight with John Moxley and Mora Suzuki can get nasty. If you don't know what I'm talking about, guys, go on your social media and look these two up. And this fight is absolutely incredible. It is amazing fight between Suzuki and Moxley. They tear the dang house down. They don't disappoint. It is an incredible match. Absolutely incredible match. It does end with John Moxley winning that match. The reason why I did this match now, instead of where it fell on AEW Dynamite like on the on the on this particular night is because it's going to fall into what I talk about on this week's AEW Dynamite. They're calling it the Suzuki, the Suzuki incident. I'm not even going to go into it. I'm not even going to go into what this is or what this says entails. If you guys want to know what it is, go on your social media and look it up. All I'm going to say about the incident is this is Suzuki and some of the New Japan pro wrestling fans felt that Suzuki was disrespected on AEW Dynamite. That's all I'm going to say. I'm leaving it at that. They're not the only ones that seem to think that. Lance Archer also thinks the same thing. Now, guys, you all remember. If you don't, I'm going to give you a little brief history here. Suzuki and Lance Archer used to be a tag team in New Japan. They're really good friends. They're very close. On screen and off screen, they're very close. We all know the issues Lance Archer has with John Moxley. We all know those issues. I mean, we all know the issues between them. And after what happened in the Suzuki incident, Lance Archer's just not taking this too nicely. And the reason why I'm saying this is because on 9-15, Lance Archer makes it perfectly clear where he stands. He stands with Suzuki and he wants to face John Moxley and Eddie Kingston at Grand Slam with, with Minoru Suzuki. Guys, you think the Moxley-Suzuki fight was nasty? You can only imagine what this tag team match is going to look like. It's going to be even worse when you put the Murder Hawk monster in the middle of it. If you guys have not seen Lance Archer, you need to go check this guy out. He is absolutely a terror in that ring. He's, he's one of my favorites in AEW right now. Absolutely one of my favorites. This man deserves to be champ already. For everything that he's done, he deserves it. Because he's absolutely incredible. When you put Jake Roberts with him, he's even better. Now you're putting Minoru Suzuki with him. And you can only imagine how deadly these two are going to be against Kingston and Moxley. On the flip side, Kingston and Moxley are just as dangerous. So this match at Grand Slam is going to be one that I highly recommend you go check out. I will cover it, but I highly recommend if you have the means to check it out, go check it out because it's going to be absolutely a 
Our match is going to be one you really guys really need to see. That's why I went ahead and did this. Because I wanted you guys to understand why Lance Archer and Suzuki are doing what they're doing. I wanted you guys to understand this. Because the match between Suzuki and Moxley did fall toward the end of Dynamite the week before. But I kind of wanted to jump ahead of it because it kind of fit what happened on the 15th. And I wanted you guys to understand why this is going on. And like I said, if you want to know what the Suzuki incident is, go look it up online and you'll understand why Lance Archer is mad. You'll get it. Well, after that, Malachi Black comes out and he has the mic. And basically, you know, he asks his members of the House of Black to listen to his sermon. And he goes to this whole thing. Well, he sees someone. He gets out of the ring and he sees someone. They have their hood on and they're standing there. We're all trying to second guess who it might be. Because we've all been trying to figure out who else from the Nightmare family might try to take on Malachi Black. Well, it's Rosaria Dawson, who is also from the Go Big Show. She's a co-host with... Of course, Cody Rhodes. She's standing there in a Nightmare Factory jacket, Nightmare Family jacket, and she tries to go at Malachi Black. She jumps on his back. Well, in the process, Cody comes out. This fight spills out into the crowd. It gets downright nasty between these two boys. They're literally tearing each other apart. It's good to see this because I'm looking. This really sets up Grand Slam. I'm looking forward to seeing what Cody Rhodes can do against. Malachi Black, can he beat him this time? Is it possible? Can he break his undefeated streak? But it's a heck of a fight. All the way up to the crowd, all the way up. It is a heck of a fight. It is one I recommend you watch. I will cover it, but if you can watch it, watch it, because it's going to be amazing. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Again, here we go again with American Top Team. Dan Lambert's out there running his mouth again. I told you guys, it's a matter of time before he... I mean, he's already pissed off Lance Archer. I can only imagine who else in the back <clears throat> is tired of hearing him. I love the Forbidden Door thing. I love this whole Forbidden Door because you don't know who's going to show up. You don't know who's going to walk through that door next. You have no idea. And with Bound for Glory coming up, you definitely don't know who's going to walk through that Forbidden Door after Grand Slam. Who could show up at Grand Slam to set up Bound for Glory? Again, for those of you who don't know what Bound for Glory is, it is an impact pay-per-view. It's the next impact pay-per-view after Victory Road. But Bound for Glory is not just impact. AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, there are seven promotions involved in this. Triple A, CMLL, Lucha Underground. There are a lot of promotions involved for Bound for Glory. Like I said, the Forbidden Door has been bringing in a lot of people, and UFC is one of those American top flight. But Dan Lambert is really getting on my nerves. And I told you guys it was a matter of time before he ran his mouth too much, and he was going to bring somebody out. And he got his answer. Out walks Chris Jericho. And he didn't come out alone. He comes out with the undefeated MMA Jake Hager. Keep in mind, some of the people in that ring have faced Jake Hager. So you can only imagine when they see him what they're thinking. Uh-oh, we might have screwed up. And Hager's out there with Jericho. With a crowd singing the, you know, his song like they always do every week the Jericho comes out. They sing along to Judas. We all do. We all sing along because we know the words. It's the AEW anthem. To us, that's what it is. Anytime Jericho comes out, we sing it. Even when Jericho was not allowed to have his entrance music, they still sang it. Dan Lambert tells him to cut his music, shut up, everyone stop singing it. They don't know the words to it. Guess what? The fans still continue to sing it without the music. Literally agitating the heck out of Lambert. And I love it. I absolutely love that you're agitating that Jericho's loving it. Hager's got a grin on his face. We're loving this. And they're singing it to the top of their lungs so that they can just really get to him. Don't tell somebody to cut his music because MJF found out real quick what happens when you tell them they can't sing. They're going to sing anyways. And they did. Well, you know, they're still singing, blah, 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 blah. And after they finish... Hey, yo, he goes, look, I have Hager with me. He goes, uh, <clears throat> yo, there's a huge, he says, there's going to be a huge fight between you and me. It's going to be Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page versus Jake Hager and Chris Jericho. This fight is going to be interesting, and it's going to be a Grand Slam, guys. It's going to be interesting 
this fight. And I love this. I told you guys it was a matter of time before Lambert pushed someone else besides Lance Archer. I knew it was going to be a matter of time, and he pushed Chris Jericho. Now, not only does Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page have to deal with Jericho, but they got to deal with an MMA undefeated Jake Hager. I'm pretty sure Lambert's going to try to get involved in this. Somehow he's going to bring in some people from UFC to try to get involved. I don't think they're going to get away with it because I have a feeling inner circle's going to come out. AEW is going to retaliate. We're going to see a nice little fight. It's going to be interesting to see Chris Jericho and Jake Hager versus Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. I finally want to see Lambert be put in his place and him shut up. I don't want to hear any more of his rambling about how AEW is the worst wrestling promotion. Uh, no, it's not. We're not even going to right now who the worst wrestling promotion is. You all know where I stand right now. Y'all know it. I've told you in the past podcasts. We're not even going to go into it. AEW is not the worst wrestling promotion right now. Sorry, they're just not. And I'm tired of hearing Lambert go on about it. So let's jump back to AEW 498. Let's jump back that far. We get Jamie Hayter versus Ruby Soho. This is an amazing match. I've been excited to see Hayter since she came back. She's really been good in the ring outside the ring. She's and aligning with Britt Baker. I wasn't quite sure how I would feel about that, but the girls impressed me. She's absolutely, absolutely impressed me. I'm thoroughly impressed with her. She's been really fantastic. And this is a great match, guys. This is an incredible match between the two of them. Of course, Ruby Soho wins that match. After the match, Britt Baker attacks her. Riho comes out to help her, but Jamie Hayter takes out Riho. Guess what? Chris Statlander ain't letting that stand, and she comes out and attacks all of them, clearing the freaking ring. Ruby, Riho, and Statlander stand tall. This can get interesting. I like this little alliance. I'm kind of for this little alliance. This looks good. I like it. Interesting to see what's going to happen. Well, then we get a trios tag team match. FTR and Sean Spears with Tully, versus Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, and Silver. We all know what's been going on with Dark Order. Dark Order are literally falling apart at the seams, and I can only imagine what the Exalted One would think if he was here. I can only, Everything that Birdie Lee built is literally falling apart. Evil Uno's wanting to be the leader of Dark Order, and it's just, it's, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. Mess. Anna Jay and Ty Conte are trying to keep it afloat. They're having a hard time. They, they seriously need some kind of structure. They need somebody to come in there and get them back in line. Obviously, Anna Jay can't do it. They need somebody. They need a miracle to save Dark Order. And it's brutally obvious in this match just how, how disorder and disarray black or the dark order is in it is i mean how dark clouds are hanging over dark order right now <laughs> this match proves it because ftr and spears win dark order are fighting it's just a mess it's an absolute mess guys and i really hate to see Brody lee's legacy fall apart like this negative one can't do anything he can't do anything he's having to sit back and watch this fall apart and like i said they need somebody they need somebody to come in and Take this over. They really do. They need a miracle. They need someone that can take charge and put Evil Uno in his place. Somebody that can put the fear in Evil Uno. Like Brody used to. They need someone that can do that. You guys know who I'm hoping it is. Because there's rumors flying that he's coming. There's rumors that he's coming to New York City. Rochester, New York. Which is Brody Lee's hometown. If that is the case, we could see Dark Order change. You... We need a miracle. We need something to save Dark Order. We really do. Well, then Tully has something to say. He starts dissing Sting and Darby Allen, and he basically wants Sean Spears and Darby Allen to have a match. Hey, this is something new. This is something fresh. Spears has never faced Allen. This could get really interesting. I think I'm on board for this match. This is like this could be a really good match between them. I, I think I think it would be really really good match. Yeah, I kind of looking forward to it. So let's fast forward to 9.15. Jade Cargill versus Leela Hirsch. I told you guys how I feel about Cargill. Cargill's starting to impress me. She really started to impress me in the Casino Battle Royale match. Leela Hirsch has always impressed me. And this is a great match. I'm just going to say it's a great match and we'll leave it at that. Cargill does win that match, but it's a great match. The Taz 
Apparently, we told you CM Punk was on commentary. We saw what happened last week where Taz interrupted him, was mad about what he posted on Twitter. Punk put him in his place. Mike dropped and walked off. Well, Taz is mad because CM Punk is on commentary. Thinking he's stealing Taz's spot. Taz, you do not do commentary on Dynamite. No, 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 you don't. You've never done commentary on Dynamite. You do it on Rampage sometimes, and you do it on AE Dark, AEW Dark and AE Dark, AEW Dark Elevation. You've never done it on Dynamite. I've never seen Taz on commentary. But he thinks CM Punk's stealing it. And CM Punk goes, look, I'm not stealing your spot. JR and them are trying to talk Taz down. Get Taz to calm down. Taz ain't having it. Punk gets in his face. Hook comes out. Gets into a nasty battle. All of a sudden, Hobbs comes out and puts Punk through a table. Through the commentator's table. First time in, in AEW history anyone's ever been put through a commentator's desk. Unbelievable. This fight between Hobbs, Punk, and them is getting, it's escalating. And again, Taz is not looking over his shoulder. He's not paying attention to the machine Brian Cage is lurking around there somewhere. It's a matter of time before he steps out of the shadows and he puts him in his place. And like I said, it would be interesting if him and Punk aligned together. It would be an interesting little setup. I would love to see it. I would be all for it. And I'm pretty sure some of you would be too. So then, like I said, Tully wanted Sean Spears versus Darby Allen. We got Sean Spears versus Darby Allen. It's an incredible match. It is an amazing match between these two competitors. Absolutely amazing. But Sean Spears just can't seem to get past Darby Allen, and Darby Allen takes him out. Darby Allen wins the match. After the match, FTR comes into the ring and starts attacking and disrespecting both Sting and Darby Allen. They all, him and Tully, and them take out Sting. Wipe the at one point Sean wipes the makeup off of Darby. They turn around and wipe the face paint off Sing, taking away the that's their identities, guys. And Tully and them pretty much disrespected their identities. Who didn't see that coming? We know a Tully Sting fight is coming. It's just a matter of when, where, and how it's gonna happen. We're just gonna have to wait and find out. Brian, Daniel Bryan. We all, we all know Daniel Bryan is now there, and he's known as Brian Danielson. We know what he did it all out. We've been expecting it. We've been wondering where Brian Danielson was going to fall into this whole thing with the elite and you know, what he you know, what he was going to do in AEW because he came out on Kenny Omega. We all were wondering. Well, Tony Schiavone's in the ring. Brian Danielson comes out, and they're talking to him. Well, here comes Don Callis, the stooge, to interrupt the carny, to interrupt the whole thing. He comes in the ring and basically tells Tony Schiavone, get out. They blatantly, every time Tony's in there, somebody wants to disrespect Tony. I don't get what their beef is with Tony, but they want to disrespect Tony. So many people have it. Tony Schiavone's great. That man is fantastic. How dare you disrespect someone like that? But he tells him to get out. Tony gets up. But Brian's standing there and he tells him he's tired of hearing Brian run his mouth, blah, blah, blah. He disrespects Brian. Calls him a mark. Brian tells him to shut up. Thank you, Brian, for shutting up Don Callis. We're tired of hearing Don Callis talk. He's He seems to be the mouth for Kenny Omega, and we know Kenny can speak. We know Kenny's able to defend himself. Why does Don Callis have to always get it? This is the same thing as MVP with Bobby Lashley on WWE. It's the same damn scenario. Same dang scenario. Same thing. Your champion, let your champion speak for themselves. You don't need a mouthpiece. Please, you don't need a mouthpiece. It's the same thing with Roman and Heyman. We don't need a mouthpiece. Let them speak. We know they're capable of it. Let them talk. But no, Don Callis wants to run his mouth. Daniel finally tells him to shut up. Brian's like, shut up. Shut up. Just shuts him up because, look, I wanted to talk to Kenny Omega, not you. Kenny Omega is who I'm talking to, not you. So shut up. Thank you, Brian. Finally, shut Don up where Kenny can speak. Because obviously, Kenny doesn't have a say-so in what he says. And we all know Kenny can speak. Kenny can speak for himself. Don, sit down and shut up and let him do it. Kenny is a great... He's electrifying in promotions. He's electrifying on his promos. He's electrifying in the ring. This guy didn't get where he is if he couldn't speak. Come on. Shut up. I'm with Brian. Shut up. And you know, he he calls the elite stooges and says that he let this piece of the word I'm not going to say talk for him. 
And you know, <clears throat> he believes he's lost his confidence, or maybe he's lost his balls. Oh, wrong thing to say to Kenny Omega. You do not disrespect the God of the you know, the God of wrestling. <laughs> Don't ever tell Kenny he's lost his balls. <laughs> that was wrong. That was the wrong thing to say. Very wrong thing to say. Kenny basically looks at him, and Dan Brian makes it perfectly clear he wants a shot at Kenny Omega and the AEW title. That's what he wants. That's what he came here for. He wants a match with him. Kenny goes, fine, you want a match with me? You really want to match with me? You want to push me this far? You want a match with me? Okay, you got your match. So at Grand Slam, we're going to see Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. We can only imagine. We've been waiting. This is a dream match. We've been waiting for this. This is going to be interesting to see what Brian can bring to the table against Kenny Omega. I'm looking forward to that match. I'm looking forward to seeing what these two... I know these two are going to tear each other apart. And it's going to be interesting. Will the Elite get involved? Will Christian Cage get involved? Will Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy get involved? Going to be interesting to see what happens. Because we know Don Callis. He cheats in everything. So we can only imagine what Don's going to do. It's inevitable what Don's going to do. He's going to get involved somehow. We know it. So, but this is going to be a good match. I promise you guys. It's going to be an absolutely... Incredible match. Miro does answer yes to Fuego's challenge. And of course, I told you guys what happened on Rampage. So you already know what happened there. Now, let's go back to 9-8. Let's go back that far because I've got to cover some matches there. Sammy Guevara is back. We all know he's back. He's got his cue cards. We, he's wanting us to check out his vlog and Twitter. If you guys have not checked out, <laughs> Sam, if you not checked out Sammy Guevara's stuff, you need to go check it out. Sammy Guevara is amazing. He's absolutely amazing. I love it. I love the fact that he's later challenged Miro. I love that. I absolutely love it. I would love to see him as TNT champion. I think he would be a great one. I really do. I don't see anyone getting it off of it. Well, then we get, of course, Max Caster versus Brian Pillman Jr. Oh, my gosh. Guys, Max Caster. Oh, the acclaim is back together for you guys who don't know. They are back together. Platinum Max Caster. They're all back together. Their entrances, you need to go look at them. You need to look at the entrance where they returned together as a team. It's absolutely hilarious. Go on your YouTube and look at it. It is amazing. It is absolutely funny. They're making fun of the whole scenario involving them. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go look on social media and type in the acclaim incident and you'll know what I'm talking about. You don't know exactly what I'm talking about. But they're making fun of the whole thing and I'm loving it. They are turning this... This whole incident into a joke, and it's funny. It's and I love that Tony Khan's doing this. I love that Tony Khan can laugh at his laugh at his own self. If you can't laugh at yourself, who can you laugh at? And I love it. I absolutely love it. It's incredible to watch. It's fun to watch these two doing this. It's fun, but of course, it's an absolutely amazing match. I like it. Brian Pillman Jr. does win that match, but Max Caster gives it all he's got, and I like it. I Absolutely like the same with the acclaim, the acclaim. I do. I love the acclaim. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go look them up online. They are epic. Their entrances are absolutely epic because they rap. And they come out with some of the greatest raps ever against their opponents. Some of the best. They're amazing. I love them. Well, Tony's out and he's talking to the elite. And we all know that Adam Cole returned to or came to AEW at All Out. And Adam Cole is out there because he wants to have, you know, a talk with Adam Cole. And Don Callis steals the mic and starts running his mouth. Well, Nick is, you know, they're talking about the whole thing with Adam Cole and blah, blah, blah. Adam Cole comes out. Nick announces him. He comes out. He has a mic. And he calls it story time with Adam Cole. Before he leaves, before Tony Schiavone leaves, Adam Cole gets in there. Gets into the ring and tells Tony to get out of the ring, you nerd. You nerd. He called him a nerd. That's absolutely hilarious. I love it. I love Adam Cole. We, I really do. I absolutely love him. It's absolutely amazing to see him in this company. Yeah, I really do. I love him in this company. He's amazing. The elite, you know, the elite is the reason he came back. They're the reason he's there. The main reason he's there, he missed the Bucks, he missed Kenny, he missed the Good Brothers, he missed them all. I'm glad to see Adam Cole there. I really am. I am happy to see him there. I really am. He addresses, you know, Kenny and the Bucks. He says, you should be thanking us because we're the reason that I'm that, that you get to see us every week. 
Yeah, we're the reason that everything happens in AEW because of us. We're, we're the. Adam Cole's amazing no matter what this man does. Whatever promo he does, he's amazing. He truly is Adam Cole Bay Bay. He's amazing. Absolutely amazing. You know, he you know, tells us he's going to be making his in-ring debut. Of course, we saw with Frankie Kazarian, and he did defeat Frankie Kazarian. It was a good match, and he set up the match with Christian Cage and them. I like it. And uh, now Kenny's going to address the Brian Danielson situation. We know what's going on with Brian Danielson. I've already told you guys what happened. We know that he's going to be facing Brian Danielson at Grand Slam. We all know this. But he addresses the Brian Daniels situation. And, you know, he isn't happy. You can tell Kenny's not happy. He's not happy that he's there. He's not happy that anybody has come there other than Colt. He doesn't like anybody stealing his thunder. He just doesn't. He doesn't like it at all. He says, we need to address our new guests. And he invites Brian to come to the ring. Brian, of course, does come, takes the mic from Kenny as always, and basically tells him, look, do you guys want to see Brian Danielson fight Kenny Omega? Crowd again says yes, and we all know it's going to happen. It's already been announced. I told you guys it was going to happen. He says, you're afraid to take this match because I'm better than you, faster than you, and you are not on my level. He puts Kenny in the LaBelle lock. Never saw that one coming. Kenny didn't see it coming at all. It was like, one move. Boom. He's got Kenny. The LaBelle lock. Absolutely has him. Kenny doesn't know what to do. It's absolutely crazy. The elite start attacking. Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, Marcus Sunk, Christian Cage, Frankie Kazaria. They all come out, clear the ring. Brian Cutler, poor little Brian Cutler, the little stooge. He's left in the middle of the ring. He gets took out. <laughs> he gets took out so bad. Poor Brian. Poor Brandon Cutler. I feel so sorry for him right now. I really do. Because he's taking the brunt of whatever the elite leave him to do. It's absolutely hilarious to watch. I, really, <laughs> I feel so sorry for him. I do. But that, of course, ends AEW. Of course, Moxley and Suzuki did in that. But I already told you what, what's going on with Venora Suzuki. So, they ended AEW for that night. You guys all know what's happening. If you don't, go back to my podcast and listen, and you'll understand what I'm talking about. If you don't know, go look it up on social media, and you know what I'm talking about. So, then we get our main event for 9-15. And our main event for 9-15 is Moxley and Kingston versus 2.0. Of course, Garcia's out there. This feud's been going on between these teams. And I'm absolutely, I'm not tired of it. I'm sick of it already. I've seen enough of it. Let's move on to something bigger and better. Let's put Moxley and Kingston in a better thing. We know they're going to have one against Minoru Suzuki and Lance Archer. But let's, come on, guys. This is just getting ridiculous. This is getting absolutely ridiculous. It's a great match. Perfect match. Wonderful match. Moxley and Kingston retain. But what happens after the match? Heck of a way to end AEW Dynamite. Heck of a way to set up Grand Slam. Moxley and Kingston are celebrating in the ring, and Suzuki's music hits, and he comes out to the ring. He's not scared of Moxley. He's not afraid of Moxley at all. And they start a fight. Well, guess what? Archer grabs a hold of Kingston, and the fight is on between these four. The fight continues to escalate as AEW Dynamite goes off the air. It's going to be amazing to see what happens in AEW Grand Slam involving Minoru Suzuki, Lance Archer, Eddie Kingston, and John Boxley. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I'm kind of excited about this. I, ooh, I'm getting goosebumps. I'm excited. And like I told you guys, if you can see it, go check it out. If you can't, I'll cover it for you. You won't miss a second, I promise. So let's move on to Impact. For 9-9 and 9-16. Let's start with Impact for 9-9, guys. Now, y'all know that Victory Road is coming. And I am going to cover Victory Road. I'm going to have a pay-per-view extravaganza on the next podcast involving Victory Road and Extreme Rules. So, don't miss out, guys. It's going to be an amazing extravaganza. And you don't want to miss, it, miss out. But we know Impact setting up Victory Road. Now, we have Rosemary and Havoc. Or Rosemary with Havoc versus Tasha Steele with Savannah Evans. We know Tasha Steele wants those knockout championship titles back. She wants them back very badly. She traded Kira Hogan for Savannah Evans thinking that maybe she could get them. Not a good idea to challenge Rosemary and Havoc. Not right now with them being on fire. Not a good idea. She finds out real quick. Rosemary does defeat her. 
We have an interview with Ace Austin, and Ace says he's ready for Christian. And now, he, you know, he's going to walk and talk to Scott Demore because, again, we saw what happened last time he talked to Scott Demore. It didn't turn out too well for Ace Austin. Tommy Dreamer got put in the middle of a match, and he didn't like that. So you can only imagine what's going to happen this time when he gets to talk to Scott Demore. And he says he wants to make Christian fight Mad Van Fulton. Scott Demore tells him, look, I have a better idea. Why don't you get yourself a team? And why don't Christian get himself a team? And we have a fight. Both teams against each other. Christian Cage's team versus Ace Austin's team. That sounds like a great plan to me. Scott DeBoer. I told you guys. Every time Ace Austin goes to talk to Scott DeBoer. It doesn't turn out well for poor Ace Austin. So Ace walks up to Brian Myers. Who's giving a class. And tells Brian Myers. Look. Will you be part of my team? Brian Myers says yes. I like it. I absolutely like it. Well, then we get the good brothers, Carl Anderson. Of course, Gallows comes out with him versus Rich Swan. Because we know what happened with Willie Mack. He's not here. He's not been medically cleared to return. And it's a it's in a bunkhouse brawl. It's a hell of a match. It's a brutal match. I mean, brutal, brutal, brutal. Not for the faint of heart. Swan gives it all he's got. Got to give Swan props for props to. Swan did a great job. He really did. He put forth an effort, but Swan couldn't beat him. Carl Anderson wins the bunkhouse brawl. Me James is having an interview, and she's not happy with, with what Deanna Parazzi did at Empowered. Well, apparently, she wants Deanna Parazzi, and I'm all for Mickey James going after, after what Deanna did to her at Empowered, and if you guys don't know what she did at Empowered, you need to go look it up, because I'm telling you right now, Mickey James has every right to go after her. Every freaking right to go after her. Amazing match. Going to be a good one if they set it up. It's going to be a great one, especially if they put the knockout championship against uh, with it it's going to be a really good match i'm really sure it is they have an interview with josh alexander and he's had you know he has a contract signing with 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 chris sabian he has a match at victory row chris sabian chris sabian versus josh alexander for the x division championship this is going to be a heck of a match, guys. I'm looking forward to covering this match because I know it's going to be a good one. Well, after that, Christian walks up to him and says, look, Josh, I know what you're capable of. I know what you can do. I'm asking you to join my team. Josh Alexander, of course, automatically says yes. Automatically. Ooh, now we have the X Division champ in Christian's corner. This could be interesting because we got Brian Myers in Ace Austin's corner. Who's going to else join the team? This is going to be interesting to see who else joins the team. Looking forward to seeing who else joins the team. See, like I said, it's going to be interesting who else joins the teams. Well, after that, of course, Rohit and Shira, they, of course, have an issue with Matt Cardona. And, you know, what they did with Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green should not have stuck her, stuck her nose in Shira's and Matt Cardona's and Rohit's fight. She should never have done that. She should have kept her nose out. In my opinion, I always stand by my women's women's division. But in my opinion, Chelsea Green got what, what, what was coming to her. She should not have stuck her nose where it didn't belong. Get over it. Matt Cardona's mad because he took out Chelsea Green on wah, wah, cry me a river. I really don't care. You should have kept your girlfriend out of it. Should never have put her involved. She should have kept her nose out of it. But he's mad about it anyways. So then we get Chris Bay from the Bullet Club versus David Finley from Finn Juice. This is an incredible match. It really is. It's a really, really good match. And I love Chris Bay being. I love to see what Chris Bay can do. David Finley, I've told you guys how good he is when he's with Juice Robinson. As a singles competitor, he's good. He's not as good as Jay White, but he is good. He's absolutely incredible. If you don't know who David Finley is, Go look him up on social media. He's from New Japan Pro Wrestling. He's obviously his partners, Juice Robinson. They're known as Finn Juice. Absolutely incredible tag team. Not going to take anything away from them, but Chris Bay is absolutely amazing. I love Chris Bay. This is a great match between the two of them. Absolutely fantastic match. Amazing. But David Finley wins that match with the assistance of Juice Robinson. Well, guess what? Who is Chris Bay part of? He's part of the Bullet Club. What do the Bullet Club do? They never come alone. And Jay White sends somebody to make sure Juice Robinson and David Finley know where he stands. Hikalea makes his entrance to the forbidden door to impact. And they take out together Finn Juice. They destroy Juice Robinson. I mean destroy them. It's absolutely 
absolutely brutal to watch, but it's absolutely incredible at the same time. I love it. I love Hikaleo. We saw him come in on AEW Dynamite. Now to see him step through the forbidden door over on AEW, from AEW to Impact, I like it. I absolutely like it. I like where this is going. This is also setting up Bound for Glory, which I really like. It's after Victory Road, so I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what's going to happen. I like this. I like this setup. So then we get Scott DeMores in the back, and he's sitting there with Saban and Alexander for the contract signing. Saban basically tells Josh Alexander he has respect for him, and he automatically signs the contract. Josh Alexander signs. It's official. There really isn't a feud between the two of them. It's like a mutual respect between two X Division members. It's a really good, I mean, this is a really good contract signing. It's not your typical contract signing you used to see. The respect is there. The mutual respect is there between the two of them. And I'm looking forward to seeing just how well these two do against each other for the X Division title at Victory Road. I'm looking forward to seeing it, and I will cover that. Swingers Palace, of course. We all know what's been going on. TJ comes in, and they're making bets on matches. We all know how the Swingers Palace is going. And they're making a bet on Steve Macklin and Petey Williams' match. And we all know, you know, if they win, whoever wins, they get the, you know, the winnings. Blah, blah. It's like a casino. It's just, it's just like a casino. But prior to that, Saban is about to walk out of the contract signing, and Christian catches him outside the door. Christian asks Saban if he wants to join his team. Now, remember, Josh Alexander is on the team with Christian right now. He's the only one that he's brought on. Saban agrees. So now we have Christian, Saban, and we have Josh Alexander. On Ace Austin's team, we have Ace Austin, Madman Fulton, and Brian Myers. Teams are looking to start to look like they're shaping up. Who else is going to join Christian's team? Who else is going to join Ace's team? It's going to be interesting to see. This could be an interesting match. Well, then we get Steve Macklin versus Petey Williams, which I told you TJP and they made a bet on at the Swingers Palace. Midway through the match, TJ, no way Jose, and Vahabat come out with a Congo line, interrupting Petey Williams' match, causing Petey Williams the match, and giving Steve Macklin the win. Petey's not happy. Oh, you know he's not happy. He's not happy at all with the way this turned out. And I don't blame Petey Williams. I'd be mad too after TJP did what he did. That would make me very mad. So, Eddie and... We know the, the history between Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan. We know this history. It's a hated history. These two really don't get along. They've never gotten along. They're, they heat, their history is known. If you don't know their history, go look it up online. I promise you, you will know. It is known. To anybody that's an Impact fan, their or a TNA fan, their history, their history is heated. But Eddie and Callahan are having basically an argument. They're having a discussion. Christian comes up and sees them both and says, "Hey, I'm asking you both. You want to join my team against Ace Austin, Madman Fulton, and Brian Myers?" And Callahan, without hesitation, "Yeah, I'm in. Put me in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, let me go. I'll do it." Eddie Edwards says no. And he says, look, I'm sorry. Now, with all due respect, I'm sorry. As long as he's in, I'm out. I'm not working with Sammy Callahan. We know the history between them. It's expected. Well, Ace goes up and he gets Morrissey and Moose. <laughs> oh, Lord. Christian's got Callahan, but he's still missing a team member. There could be a problem here. It could be a really problem here. So then we get the main event. Moose with Morrissey at ringside and Eddie Edwards, but no Sammy Callahan. Because Eddie Edwards told Sammy Callahan they were done. Don't come out. Don't help me. I don't want nothing to do with you. We're done. Blah, blah, blah. I don't want to deal with it. This match is incredible. It is incredible. But, of course, we all know Moose wins the match. It's an absolutely destructive match. He just completely destroys Eddie Edwards completely. Morrissey comes in, starts taking out Edwards. Saban comes in to try to help. Saban gets took out. Now here comes the rest of the teams. Josh Alexander comes in. Here comes Madman Fulton and Ace Austin. Here comes Christian Cage. Out of you know, out of nowhere, you know, here comes everybody. Morrissey, you know, starts taking them out. He attacks Eddie Edwards' wife. Well, guess what? That's a blatant disrespect. 
blatant disrespect. Sammy Callahan ain't having it. He comes out, basically clears the freaking ring, and Christian Cage's team stands tall. Eddie Edwards finally sides with Christian. So now we have Eddie Edwards, Sammy Callahan, Chris Saban, Christian Cage, and Josh Alexander versus Madman Fulton, Ace Austin, Brian Myers, W. Morrissey, and Moose. This is going to be an interesting match, guys. This is going to be a seriously nasty match. Nasty, nasty, nasty. Setting up for Victory Road. Going to be interesting. So now let's go to 916 Impact. Go through this as quickly as I can so you guys know what's going on. Impact starts, of course, with Violent by Design, and we get a tag team match. Rhino and Diener versus Decay's Crazy Steve and, Dark, and uh, Black Taurus. We know what's been going on with Violet by Design. They've had some serious, serious issues. They've not been getting along. There's been a lot of fights, a lot of issues. Not quite sure if they're going to be on the same page. Well, guess what? They get beat by Crazy Steve and Black Taurus. We knew this was going to happen. Well, <laughs> the confrontation continues, but it escalates. This time, Eric Young gets in and he starts blaming Rhino for the loss. Even though, even though, Diener was the one that got pinned. He was the one that lost the match. Not Rhino. Diener did. But, oh, no, no, no. Diener didn't do anything. Rhino is the problem. Rhino gets back in his face and isn't having it. Well, guess what? Violent by Design turns on Rhino, takes Rhino out. At the very end, Eric Young throws the Violent by Design flag over Rhino. Is this the end of Rhino and Violent by Design? Could we see a few between Rhino and Eric Young? This could get interesting. The, I mean, he's Slater still out with injury. So we don't know what's going to happen here. It's going to be interesting to see, could he Slater be getting ready to make his return and team up with Rhino? It's going to be interesting to see what happens here because we all know he's Slater signed with Impact. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens between Rhino and Violent by Design. Going to be interesting. I'm kind of interested to see what happens. Then we get TJP versus Petey Williams. After what TJP did last week, Petey Williams has had enough. Petey Williams and him have a match. It's an incredible match. Petey, of course, does beat TJP. But then Steve Backlund comes out and takes both of them out. Setting up at Victory Road. Petey Williams versus TJP versus Steve Macklin. Triple threat match. Going to be interesting to see what happens because this feud between... PD and TJ is strong. And this feud between Macklin and Williams is even stronger. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. And what happens at Victory Road. And like I said, I will cover it. Next, we get John Schuyler. For those of you who don't know who John Schuyler is, John Schuyler is from AEW. He's been doing really good on Impact lately, and I've kind of enjoyed seeing John Schuyler. Well, apparently he has a problem with Laredo Kid. For those of you who don't know who Laredo Kid is, he is from Lucha Underground, AAA, and also from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Another Forbidden Door fight. It's an incredible match between these two. John Schuyler, of course, does get that win, but it wasn't an easy win for him. It was not, and I don't think Laredo Kid's going to let it sit. Not quite yet. I just don't think he will. Well, of course, the Drama King has been having issues with Trey Miguel. Well, now we have Drama King versus Trey Miguel. It's an incredible match, guys. That's all I'm going to say about this match. Is it's an incredible match. It's an amazing match. Trey Miguel does get the win. Finally, he beats him. Finally beats Matthew at his own game. Absolutely incredible. After the match, though, Deanna Perazzi comes out and attacks Trey. Well, guess what? Mickey James ain't having it. She comes out and attacks Deanna Perazzi. The fight is on. Security has to separate these two women because they're trying to kill each other. It's a matter of time before Deanna Perazzi and Mickey James face each other head on. Could it be Bound for Glory? Could it be Victory Road? Don't know, but it's coming, and it will be, I guarantee you, for the knockout title. I guarantee you, it's escalating. It's getting, I mean, Scooty had turned apart, and Mickey was still trying to get to her. It was, it's absolutely going to be amazing what happens here. Now the one of the match I was telling you guys about. The main event, the 10-man tag team match. Ace Austin, Madman Fulton, Moose, W. Morrissey, and Myers versus Josh Alexander, Chris Saban, Christian Cage, Eddie Edwards, and Sammy Callahan. Guys, this is a match you must go check out. Go on your social media and look it up. It is an incredible 
way to end impact for 916. It is absolutely epic. It is epic way to start out Victory Road. I'm loving this match. It is incredible. These teams give it all they've got. And it is amazing to watch how well the how well Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan work together. It's amazing to see these two working together so well. And Josh Alexander and Chris Saban, they're very pressing me. I'm absolutely looking forward to seeing their match at Victory Road. I really am. It's going to be, it's incredible. It is an amazing match. And it ends with Christian Cage, Eddie Edwards, Josh Alexander, Chris Saban, and Sammy Callahan getting the win. It's an incredible way to win impact or to end impact, and it's a perfect way to set up Victory Road. Looking forward to seeing what's going to happen on Victory Road. And like I told you guys, I will cover Victory Road. It's going to be in my pay-per-view extravaganza. It will be Victory Road and Extreme Rules, so you won't miss a thing. You won't miss any of the action. Make sure you tune in so you don't miss it. It'll be on my next round of podcasts. Don't miss it. Thank you guys so much for listening again. Because like I said, without you guys, there would be no me. Get the word out. Put it on your social media. Let your other wrestling fans know to check out In the Ring with Brandy. Let's make this a global a global phenomenon podcast. Let's make this something that unites the wrestling fans together. Again, guys, follow me on social media. Whatever you guys want to talk about. Doesn't matter what it is. Give me a shout out on my social media, on my Facebook, on my Twitter at Wrestling Nights, Nights Ending with a Z, and on my Instagram at In the Ring with Brandy. Tell me what you think. It does not matter what it is, what, what it is wrestling wise. We can even talk about the indie circuit if you want to. There's a lot of good competitors in the indie circuit right now. We can talk about whatever. And like I told you guys, do not forget about the pay per view extravaganza. It will be on the next round of podcasts, so you don't want to miss out. It will be Victory Road and Extreme Rules. So don't miss it. Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate you. Like I told you guys, without you, there would be no in no in the ring with Brandy. And we'll see you guys next time with more wrestling action. Have a wonderful evening. <laughs>